0: Hi everyone, Sarah Gothier here with My Leadership Cafe, and this week I want to talk about being a better bystander to grief. There has been some really heavy stuff happening um, for me this week, and so I want to talk about that, but I have a few stories that I want to tell in the meantime. And um, this is a heavy topic, so feel free to take this in segments in pieces if you need to. Um, Find space for yourself if you need time. If you are in a state of grief, um, know that I am working hard to find the right words for this particular podcast especially um, and want to offer, you know, just my, my heart goes out to anyone who is grieving in any situation right So with that, I want to talk about being a better bystander to grief. What I mean by that is maybe there is someone that you know who has experienced a loss. And I'm going to tell you three stories. And each one offers some wise and sage advice for how you can be a better bystander to someone else's Um, moments of grief. None of this has anything to do really with any of the principles or ideas that ULA uh, speaks. I'm a certified ULA life coach and I'm not coming at you with that hat on today. I'm just coming at you as a person who this past week has been bystander to grief. And, um, so just want you to understand that these ideas and these, some of these stories are not my own. The last story will be my own, but, uh, one of the stories is through Ula and I will point that out when we get there. So the first story happened actually a few years ago and, um, This is a person that I know through a company that I used to work for called Peach, and Peach does uh, clothing. The head trainer there um, lost her son to a boating accident, and I believe he was 21 at the time. And of course, everyone rallied around her as she uh, experienced her grief of losing her son. And a lot of the comments on Facebook and social media and in cards that she had received were sayings like, there are absolutely no words, I'm praying for you. You know, the, the typical things that people say when there's a loss. On social media, especially, you see, I'm praying for you with the little prayer hand emojis and things like that, thinking of you. um, And of course, a lot of times in a situation where you're losing a child, people just don't know what to say and it's uncomfortable. So I want to talk with you about something that she said um, just a little while after this whole situation happened. She did a Facebook Live. And so these are her ideas in how you can be a better bystander to someone else's grief. Um, And basically, she said, of course, she was in a dark place. She was reading all of these comments. You know, I have no words. I have no words. I'll pray, be praying for you, etc. And it was kind of making her angry, And she was upset by those words, that there were no words. Um, She was searching and saying, you know what, there are words. My son was here, my son was alive, and so on. And she was very upset that a lot of the people were saying there are no words. And that was not helping her grieving process. In the Facebook Live that she gave shortly after her son's death, and of course, I was wondering even how she was standing and walking and talking um, in her grief. She said that something that really helped her was that she had received a card from a neighbor down the street. And honestly, the details of this story don't matter As much as the message matters. So, I hope that if my friend listens to this, that, you know, she'll offer me some grace in terms of the details of the story because, you know, the exact details uh, have faded my memory over the last couple of years. But she had received a card from someone that she knew, but did not necessarily know extremely well. And in the card was not the typical, I have no words, I'm praying for you, I can't imagine, as a mother, this must be really tough, you know, those, those types of statements. What the card basically said was, I bear witness to what you are going through. That was it. I bear witness. So that's item number one, is just to tell the person, I bear witness to the pain that you are in and to what you're going through. And she also had said in the card that she wished that she knew her son. And he sounded amazing as a person. And that is another thing that you can do as a bystander to someone else's grief is to just say... I bear witness to this event, and I really wish I would have had the opportunity to get to know your son, because he seems amazing, he loves XYZ, you know, whatever it might be, you can expand on that last statement. I wish I knew him or her because, you know, and and add your own words there. So that's the first story I wanted to share with you, um, is that... It's actually important to the person experiencing grief that you find words. You find the words to comfort them. And that it's not necessarily the typical words that are going to do good, but they may hurt even more. The second story I want to tell you is around uh, Dave Braun, who is... In ULA, he is the ULA seeker, and he brought forward a story about his nephew, J.J., and essentially, he, you know, I'll say back in 2008, 2009 timeframe, was experiencing a divorce, he was going through bankruptcy, he was having sort of a craptastic life. And everything was just raining down on him. And his sister would call to check on him, make sure he was doing all right. And at the end of every conversation where she let him vent about anything and everything that was going wrong, she would say to him, be grateful, have faith. Be grateful, have faith. And one of the things you'll notice about the Ula program is that at the end of everything, we say, be grateful, have faith, go get your Ula life. I never really knew what this meant until I heard this story. So be grateful, have faith. And that is something that his sister would say to him at the end of every conversation, you know, no matter what, be grateful, have faith. He mentioned that, you know, he always understood the have faith part, you know. His belief in God was strong, his faith was strong, so have faith. But the be grateful part, he was struggling with. A couple weeks later, he got a phone call from his sister, and she was in a parking lot somewhere in her car, and he was in his car, and the sister said, I have some really bad news for you, my son has cancer. So, unfortunately, today all of these three stories have something in common in that they are young children um, that are passing away due to unfortunate circumstances. And but I want to encourage everybody to remember that grief can happen to people in a multitude of ways, not just through death. And I consider Things like divorce, any kind of trauma, very traumatic, and can cause a person to be in a grieving state. So while these three stories talk about the loss of a person, I want to remind everyone that grief doesn't just happen through that, but grief could be a variety of different things. The loss of an animal, um, the loss of a marriage, and so on. At any rate, back to the story, at the end of the phone call um, where Dave's sister tells Dave that her son has cancer, he tells her to be grateful and have faith. In this story, he talks about, you know, he's, of course, angry. He's angry with God. How could this happen to, to a a boy who is at the prime of his life, who is fit, who is a sports kid, who, you know, all of these things. Um, So he spends a little bit of time, of course, angry with God, but he still has his faith. But he doesn't understand how he can be grateful. Fast forward a few weeks, and the nephew comes in and out of remission, and so on. Um, and he's in remission, and he calls his uncle and he says, "Hey, Uncle Dave, I really need you to come visit me. Um, I'm back in the hospital, but I really, I, I would like you to come visit." And at that point in time, he is bankrupt, so of course he doesn't have enough money to buy a ticket for himself or his kids to go out there and visit the nephew. And he said, you know, we're going to be seeing you at Christmas time. We're going to be seeing you at Christmas time. And this was probably, you know, early fall, but we're going to be seeing you at Christmas time. Another week or so goes by. The nephew calls it his uncle again. Hey, uncle Dave want, really, really want you to come out and see me. Um, really want to see you. And, uh, again, Dave says, okay, buddy, but I can't really afford it right now. I'm gonna, um, you know, see you at Christmas time, see you at Christmas time. And he just kept, he kept saying that, well, the nephew kept being persistent. And next thing you know, the nephew, um, basically took money out of his savings account and bought his uncle and their children, um, tickets to fly out to, um, visit him in the hospital. Well, Um, Long story short, he flies out there, he's humiliated because he didn't, you know, his nephew paid for these tickets and, you know, so he's got his tail kind of tucked between his legs and he's really distraught over that and feeling like he's eating humble pie and so forth. And, you know, he gets out there and um, the cancer had come back and the prognosis was not good and... You know, he's trying to comfort his sister. He's dealing with his own grief, his own sort of shame and not being able to have come sooner and and so on. And ultimately, the nephew passes away and they are in his sister's house. And she says, Dave, I need you to come upstairs. And he goes and he sits on the bed and she pulls out a letter from the nephew And in the letter, the nephew basically says, I am glad that I am the one who got cancer so that my uncle, my mom, and dad, my cousins didn't have to go through this. I'm grateful. And he mentions a lot of other things in the letter, but each message is around his gratitude. He is grateful that nobody else had to experience what he experienced he is grateful that he can show his family how um, to find their faith in the trying time he is grateful that his uncle came to see him you know all of these things and the bottom line message here is that at that moment in time Dave finally understood gratitude and that be grateful, have faith. Even in the toughest times, you need to be grateful um, and find gratitude in the pain. Okay, now we're on to our third story. Third story has happened to me just this week. Um, I am finding myself a bystander to someone else's pain. My coworker uh, found out on Friday night that his 16-year-old nephew was in a really bad car accident. And he's from a very small town in Minnesota, so of course he texted me and, and told me that his nephew had been in a car accident, and I of course said, get a ticket, get up there right now. And so the, the next day he texted me and said he was going, which is great um and essentially the nephew um had to be extracted from the vehicle had to be airlifted and uh had severe brain damage Sunday again the car accident happened on Friday And Sunday, the family posted that it looked like he was not going to make it. And his uh, brain trauma was inoperable. And they, as parents, were in the process of guiding him to heaven. So, this is a family that I have never met. However... I have communicated with his sister-in-law through a couple of different things. A few years ago, my coworker donated his kidney to his brother. And so I communicated with her during that time to find out status updates and so on about how they were both doing. And then my coworker recently turned 40 and She contacted me and wanted to celebrate him from afar because, again, they're up north and we are in Florida. So I had communicated with her several times. And of course, when I found out this happened, first of all, I have teenage boys who are right around the same age as her son. So, of course, um, I felt an impact. Just being a mother and feeling um, and recognizing how quickly situations can change for people and how shattered a family can go from one second to the next really makes you take a look at at your own life and at, um, you know, I squeezed my kids so hard that day that I just I can't even explain. But throughout this, even though it is uncomfortable, it is hard to know what to say, it is hard because I want to do something, I just have this need to help, um, I, I really want to help in the best way that I can, I want to help not only my coworker, but I want to help this family, um, One of the things that I made sure to do was my advice from the first story, which is to let them know I bear witness and I really wish that I could have known their son. I have personally prayed and I have watched, um, they've held several prayer uh, vigils uh, live through social media. So I've watched those this week and see what an amazing community that they live in and all of the amazing people that have turned out just to pray for that family and to pray for him. Um, he is really gonna have a beautiful voyage into into heaven. Um, and so in that discomfort of oh my gosh, I need to do something, I need to do something, I realized that as a bystander to someone else's grief, you have that need, you have that desire, you just want to help and that is more so about you and your own feelings around the situation and so i want to encourage if you are a bystander to someone else's grief and you feel the need to do something do something but it doesn't necessarily have to be um, around the family let the family have their time of grief but you can do things still you can give blood, you can donate to different organizations. If the family has a um, GoFundMe, you can donate to that. You can start a GoFundMe. Um, Appreciate your local fire and EMS response teams. Um, There are things that you can do. But again, recognize that those are things that are going to help you um, as well as potentially offering something for the family and for the people that are actually in those moments of grief. I also want to encourage everyone that's a bystander to someone else's grief to feel the feelings. You're going to be feeling pain for the person. And that's okay. Sit in that pain. Feel that pain. Resolve that pain. Um, You will be stronger for it. Don't feel guilty for feeling so much for someone else. That is part of what makes us human. And it's okay to feel that discomfort of not knowing the right thing to do. The other thing I would advise having been in this situation this week is to remember to look down the road for that person. They are going to go through various phases while they're in their grief, but down the road, they're going to need you. And so think towards that future Let them, though, come to you and tell you what they need. And maybe it's just that they need you to listen. Maybe it's just that they need you to say, I bear witness to this. Um, Maybe they just need a hug. But don't forget to look down the road. So in conclusion, I just want to review each of these three stories and the things that they offer. being a better bystander to someone else's grief. Number one, find the words. Don't just say you have no words. There are words. They're just hard words. Find the words for the person. They deserve that and they deserve those words. Whether it be I bear witness to this and I wish I knew him or her, you can start there. Find ways to be grateful and have faith during those tough times that that person is experiencing. Remind them to be grateful if need be. They may be very angry at God and may just need you know, guidance in that department. Do the stuff that you need to do for yourself and for that particular person And remember that doing the stuff isn't necessarily just for that person, but it can be other things that are going to help you resolve some of your own feelings. Spend time sitting in the pain. Don't be afraid of pain. Don't be afraid of pain. Ultimately, um, you'll be stronger for it. And be sure to look down the road for that person. A lot of times... um, Situations that are very traumatic can lead to other traumatic situations. My friend from my first story, after grieving the loss of her son, found herself in divorce and so then found herself grieving her marriage. So looking down the road for that person is going to be important and be there for when they need you, when they want to reach out to you, when the shock of everything has worn away, or when two years down the road something happens that just causes them to think about that person and break down, be there um, when they need that. So, that is my um, my words of advice for this week. And as always, I'd like to say, be grateful, have faith, go get your ula life. Feel free to comment down below if you've been a bystander to someone else's grief and maybe offer some advice to other people um, in terms of what helped you uh, be a better bystander to your family member or your friend. Thanks so much.